Hi everyone, welcome to All Things Iceland. It is Jules and before June ends, I wanted to do an episode about my six years of living here and sharing about what I've learned, some of my experiences. I try to do this every year mainly because so much happens throughout the year and of course many of us have been, in fact everyone in the world has been dealing with the pandemic and different things going on, but also just in life and adapting to a new place. And as time goes on, of course, there are so many different aspects to evolving as a person, to learning, to being. And in Iceland in particular, you know, I might have some things to share of insight for people who have either thought about moving here or who are just kind of curious about what life is like here. So for celebrating 60 years, which is actually, it was on June 21st is when I originally moved to Iceland, meaning the day I landed in 2016, which is so hard to believe. Time goes by so fast. But the fascinating thing to me too, that I want to bring up, and this might not have anything to do with each other really, but I feel like the number six is significant in my life. So for instance, my birthday happens in June. My birthday is 16th of June. June. So 1606. I was born in 86. My phone number has a lot of sixes in it too. And then even like the new apartment block that we moved to is number six. So whether things are lining up with a number six or not, I'm not sure, but I'm mentioning it anyway, because who knows? But it also just kind of adds, I guess, to this episode being a celebration of six years. So in essence, what I'm going to do is talk a little bit about my work kind of an update there. So if you've listened in previous years about what I, you know, recap for the year, then you might be aware that I have changed my work over time. And that's been really fascinating for me. Also learning Icelandic. I will talk a little bit about that. Next will be adapting to Icelandic society and how that's been for me. Lastly will be what is next. So things I have on the horizon that I can share with you because there are a lot of things happening and that's really fun as well as my normal segments of the show, such as the Icelandic word, in this case would be a phrase of the episode, and a random fact. So let's just jump into it. Starting off with my work. So many of you who have listened, like I mentioned to previous episodes, might be aware that at one point I made the leap and decided to make all things Iceland my full-time job. <laughs> so I've you know talked about it a little bit, like I mentioned, and I'm not going to go super in depth about it. I mean, it is one of those things where there's lots of pros and cons. And I, of course, will talk about that. But I feel like one of the transitions of going from working for corporations in Iceland to working for yourself is that, of course, taxes. So as a corporation, when I worked for corporations, I mean, it was so easy. I mean, filing taxes, basically there was nothing for me to do because in Iceland, the companies take care of taxes for you. So unlike in the US where at the end of the year, you know, you have to give in your report and maybe you have to pay, you know, taxes or whatever, the company takes care of that for you here. So it was before, you know, becoming my own entity or becoming an entrepreneur here. I really didn't have to think much about what I was spending in essence. I mean, granted that's saving money and things, but meaning like not holding anything back for taxes at the end of the year. Whereas now, like everything I calculate or any of the work that I do 
is really something I have to be super conscious of because there's so many taxes taken out. And since I did incorporate my company last year, I now, whenever I want to pay myself, of course, I have to pay employee taxes. So it's just things like that. And having an accountant who is very familiar with the system, and I send an accountant or just anybody who's been living and working here and, and knows the system has been a lifesaver, but it just changed my frame of mind when it comes to doing business and, you know, working with companies and things like that. Also, I just want to point out that one of the things that's been so amazing for me is that as I've been growing on different platforms, I find that my community, such as my listeners here on the podcast or over, you know, on YouTube, people on Instagram, TikTok, wherever, have been so supportive and fun and engaging and engaging in respectful ways. Granted, there's always going to be trolls somewhere out there who have ridiculous things to say, but overall, like the vast majority of people have been amazing. And so I'm so grateful for that. So I just want to say thank you to all of you that do engage or even those that you might not ever say anything, but you send positive thoughts. So I appreciate that because as I've been in this work, and I think for anybody, you know, when you're creating things and putting it out there, it is, you feel really vulnerable basically. And it can be a little bit scary to know, you know, that people might have some critique on it or might just not be nice about it in general. But luckily that's not been my experience overall. And that encourages me to keep going. So in terms of platforms, I mean, I've expanded onto TikTok, right? I can't even believe I'm saying that. But it also makes you think that like, why did I wait so long to be on TikTok? It's actually a lot of fun. So for any people who are over on TikTok and, you know, want to follow me there, feel free. But I'm bringing it up because a lot more people who follow me are outside of Iceland. And so it's become more apparent now that, at least from my experience with TikTok, that it is, you get access or your your videos get shown to people locally, and then it kind of expands out from there. So a lot more people in Iceland are aware of who I am than in previous years, which, you know, I've been on YouTube for a decent amount of years. So that part was really surprising to me just in terms of living here and having been like on this podcast in 2018 and then doing some YouTube around that time, but then more like 2019, 2020. And yeah, it's just been funny and really fascinating. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's not like walking down the street or even going to a remote place nice and, and someone being like, I love your TikToks, you know, that to me has been fun, but also a little surprising because I just didn't think that the result on TikTok would be this in essence. So I'm just kind of sharing these things too, because if you're a person who's either creating yourself or even thinking about getting on some of these platforms, there's these random things that come up that can be really delightful if you allow them to be. And hopefully if you are on those platforms, that it's a positive experience because it's too easy to get sucked into making content according to what you think people like rather than just do things that you enjoy. I mean, that's just how I've been trying my best to frame it. Not, It doesn't always happen that way, but such is life. And of course, the challenging aspects of being an entrepreneur and in another country is that sometimes it can get overwhelming. And, you know, as I'm in this space where I do feel really at home, that is so important for me. It's like I'm adding on layers of things that I get a chance to 
adapt to and get used to. And working nonstop, meaning having long working hours, working on the weekends, things like that. I try to do my best to learn how to balance, but it's still a work in progress. And so as I continue on this journey, you know, and and sharing with people about my experience and sharing within the perspective of Iceland, because Iceland is a place where I feel like it's brimming with creativity and and there is kind of this encouragement of work-life balance, even though it doesn't necessarily always happen for everybody. So in my mind, I try to feel like I'm taking on those parts of the culture, but I also have the parts of me from New York that is like, go, 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 go. And trying to shed some of the unhealthy parts of that, because I do feel like there have been some awesome aspects of me growing up and working in the U.S. that have helped me to keep going, like having this perseverance in essence, but then also the aspect in Iceland of like taking a vacation and really trying my best to connect with a lot of other people and not feel like it's only about work. So it's so six years in, this is still something I find myself tackling or at least being aware of. And it's just funny that, you know, habits over a lifetime have, of course, not just faded away, but I see how altogether I'm able to make little adjustments here and there. When it comes to the topic of learning Icelandic, I definitely have to say that it has been an on and off type of process for me over the years. Some of you have heard me talk about that journey some years ago, I think. And while I am doing actually quite well when it comes to like understanding, speaking and writing, it is something I need to continue to improve and it's an evolution for me. I don't consider myself to be fluent. People ask me this all the time. And one of the reasons is that I'm not in a place where I feel like I can have really complicated conversations with people about things. Like there are still aspects where I go like, okay, maybe I'm not so sure how to say this. I'm going to have to ask them if I can say it in English or something. And that's just life. So I definitely felt guilty about that regarding not feeling like I was learning fast enough and, and things of that nature. And it's something too I've been shedding in order for me to First of all, enjoy the process of learning Icelandic. A lot of times when it comes to learning anything and it's more difficult than you had expected or it's taking more time than you had anticipated, you can shame yourself in essence. And I definitely did that. I had moments where I cried because I felt like I wasn't where I was supposed to be. And what was I comparing that to? I think it was mainly my own idea of where I was supposed to be rather than my own personal journey and embracing that journey. And I'd say this, you know, in hopes that for anyone who's listening, who is learning anything, regardless if it's a language like Icelandic that can be quite difficult or an activity, whatever, that you give yourself the grace and embrace the journey. And, you know, if you are interested in continuing to do it, that you find ways to make it fun and maybe a little bit more casual if it's not like in a school setting, because that's what's helped me a lot is that, I learn a lot more through fun interactions and conversations. A lot of Icelanders are so excited when you want to learn Icelandic, and I love that. So for me, it allows me to feel a little bit more comfortable when they're like, I'm going to practice with you if you want to. Now, sometimes there are people who don't care if you want to speak it or not, and they're just going to speak Icelandic to you. And on the days where you're not feeling up to it, that can be really challenging for sure. 
I will admit, though, that it does feel like it's necessary for me to keep going. So even though I have enough knowledge where I can express myself to, you know, a decent degree, I do want to get to a point where I feel like it's a level of fluency that satisfies me. So like I mentioned, this idea of complex conversations and things like that. Now, will I ever get to a place that satisfies me completely? I'm not sure. I think as humans, we're always looking to do more and achieve more. So maybe that statement's a little bit loose in terms of how accurate it can be. Fluency is is really relative. But in essence, this is how the journey is going at the moment. And I love the idea of being perfectly imperfect as I do it. And like I said, kind of releasing shame and guilt in order for it to be possible for me to continue learning. Otherwise, you know, I feel like I would just stall with like I had in the past because I was just so judgmental of myself, so critical. On to adapting to Icelandic society. As I had said in the beginning, I've pretty much always felt like Iceland was home for me and that it was the right decision for me to move here. Absolutely. Like some people ask me if I regret moving here or if I, you know, feel homesick and knock on wood. I still feel like this was the best decision as well as I have yet to feel homesick. Have I ever missed people? Absolutely. But then I go and visit them and I'm very fortunate to have the opportunity to do that or they come and visit me. So it's less about needing to be in the United States or needing to be somewhere else. And I really embrace the weather and things like that. But the fun aspect is that now that I've gotten so much more familiar with the country kind of more in a general sense. And then of course, you know, in certain areas more specific, I find myself diving deeper. For instance, I was in the Westman Islands earlier this month. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I had like some stories and I saw some videos and stuff that will be coming out about that. But I just had an amazing time, first of all, because it's, um, it's, cause it's such a beautiful island. So it's Hema A. And the surrounding islands, they are islands off the coast, the main, the mainland of Iceland in essence. And it is interesting to take like a 40, 50 minutes ferry ride. And for me, it kind of felt like a, like a vacation away from Iceland, even though clearly it's Icelanders living there and culture wise, a lot of things. But I really enjoyed meeting some of the locals and they, some of these people showed me around and hearing about the stories regarding the eruption of Elfet, which is the volcano that erupted in 1973 and everyone on the island had to flee and then people coming back in order to rebuild their lives basically like it's really intense but also like the mindset and the insight of people who are so deeply connected meaning like their lives can or are really at the mercy of nature. And yes, in Iceland, different parts of the country, it's like that. But I guess there, because the island is so small, it just felt even more intense. And you could literally stand on this new lava, that new meaning, like relatively new in comparison to the rest of the land there, and know that underneath where you were standing are buildings that were buried by the lava buildings, homes, streets, all of these things, the landscape of the island totally changed. It grew by 20%. And I'm going to go into all of this when I have a specific Westman Islands episode, but wow, it was was incredible. And I was there once before last year, but this time it was totally different experience because it was, you know, for my own 
work. The last time it was for a project for a company. And I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly loved the fact that I got to meet some of these local people and kind of have my own itinerary and experience. And I'm planning to go back because there is more happening there. I mean, it's a small island, but still. So in essence, when I talk about adapting here, it's, I have such a decent knowledge of Iceland, but like I mentioned, I really get a chance to just dive right into like different regions and things. And that kind of leads me to the next topic of this episode, which is what's next. And that is, of course, sharing a lot of these things. So summer has just begun for people in many parts of the world. And I've already traveled a decent amount too. I was on a two-week camper van trip and then a four-day trip. And I'm planning to do more trips and like into the highlands and things like that. So, so much is happening. So if you're following me, of course, here on the podcast, I will do my best to update about those and give tips and information. But of course, over on Instagram, I'm doing a lot of short videos about Iceland. They're reels. And so those have been really helpful for a lot of people. And then I also am on YouTube and TikTok, like I mentioned. I'm also doing, and I opened this up recently, one-on-one consultation calls, trip adventure, trip planning, consultation calls with people. It's a video chat for an hour. So if that's of interest to you, you can, you know, check out the link in the show notes. And of course, I have all my links to the social media platforms too. But that's for those who, of course, would like to do that. And the great thing is, though, I love the fact that I get to share this knowledge. And part of what I'm doing next, and I think this would be really exciting for a lot of people, is I'm developing an app for people who will be, you know, driving around the country and then also a content hub. Because I get a lot of the same questions about what to do, what to see, if I'm going here or there. And I think it would be really helpful. And, I, and to be honest, like I've for so long been trying to get out this content hub, <laughs> but it takes a while. But some of these things take a while. And as John Lennon once said, life is what happens while you're busy making plans. And I can definitely attest to that. I'm sure many of you can. That's, you know depending on your circumstances, a lot has been happening in the last couple of years that has derailed what we thought would happen. Maybe it's helped us to expand in many ways. At the same time, you know, there's, I guess, lessons to be learned and hopefully things that we've taken out of it for our highest good. But um, that's in essence my six-year recap. Lastly, I moved. That was also a big thing too within the last year. And yeah, I'm embracing that. And I have an office, which is incredible and fun to not be working at my kitchen table any longer. So lots of amazing things in life that are happening. And of course, staring about Iceland continuously. Next up for the Icelandic phrase of the episode is Icelandic proverb specifically. And it is kemst thro heit fare. So kemst thro heit fare. So I just said it a little bit slower. And in essence, it will, it means, if you don't take it literally, but more of the essence of it, that you will reach your destination even though you travel slowly. And I feel like that's how it's been for many of us. It's like, you know, you're starting on something and like I mentioned, life gets in, kind of gets in the way or it comes up and then you have to pick back up where you were, keep going. And it can feel like a snail's pace, but... 
maybe that's sometimes what we need. And I know I speak for myself, that has been the case of just needing to know that I'm doing all I can and adapting to a new place, a new language, new working situation, all of those things can mean that I'm making shifts in my own like mental abilities and capacities physically and I'll get there. I will get there. And hopefully you feel the same as well, or that's at least something that when you are in a mental capacity to engage with or think about that it's helpful for you too. So for the random fact of the episode, I'm not sure if I've ever said this on the podcast, but one of the reasons why I started All Things Iceland is that it helped me or has been helping me to adapt to the culture here. So Yes, it's great to share with all of you. And that, of course, is something as one of my main goals. But it actually became a way of me learning about Iceland and then getting the opportunity to share about it. So the upside, of course, of sharing is that has been really helpful for other people. And at the same time, it's allowed for me in my unique way to, with all of my you know, curiosity, to be able to learn so much and feel like I am actually integrating into the society. So without having the language capacity the way that I would like, All Things Iceland kind of gives me another way of being able to feel connected to this place that is now my home. And like I said, also connect with other people who might be also living here. So such as native Icelanders, foreign nationals, visitors, people who never planned to come to Iceland, but they're just curious. So I love that. And I love having community. And so I'm always so thankful for those of you that listen and follow along. And like I mentioned, even if you don't actually ever say anything, you know, I do feel the positive energy you send and I send it right back out to you. So thank you so much. I hope this has been insightful or at least interesting for those who are listening to it. Thank you. Schaumsflötlegger.